Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you didn't catch the last episode, go listen and start the story from the beginning. To recap, I'm currently a college freshman who just rushed different sororities. I saw some shit along the way, but I'm not thinking about that because I just got into a top tier sorority and I'm loving the validation. Snapped. The next morning, I wake up in sorority world. I check my phone, and I see a text from my pledge mom. Weird. It says, Hi babe, I hope you woke up so happy today and excited for these amazing years ahead of you. I don't want you to get upset or think this is just you, but there's a few pictures on your Instagram that are inappropriate. Joining a sorority means that you are no longer representing just yourself anymore, and for the sake of our image, especially with our nationals, I need you to erase a few pictures. What? What do you mean, is my first thought. My heart dropped to the bottom of my stomach. How was I already getting in trouble? And why do they want me to take pictures down from my Instagram? And so I'm pretty fucking annoyed and taken back by this, but I literally just got a bid yesterday. Like, I don't want to ruin anything. I I still want to be in this sorority, you know? Since this is an older girl telling me to take the picture down, and it's my pledge mom who is the person who teaches you the norms and rules of sorority world, I have to take these pictures down and I have to be polite about it. There is power distance between us. And so I say, oh, okay, which I understand that. Like a bikini picture? And she sends me the four pictures. One of them was me in a bodysuit posing. Another one was me in my Victoria's Secret Halloween costume, pretending I'm walking down the runway. I was wearing a robe and I had a bra on underneath and you could see some cleavage. Another one was me and my friend in the same bodysuit. And the last one was me with two of my other friends in a bathtub. You couldn't see anything, but it was clear that we were all in a bathtub. She says, thank you for understanding. It's just for the sake of the chapter and the image we uphold on campus. These pics are a little too much to be posting on a public social media account when you're representing us. L O L. I know they're slut shaming me by doing this. If you've never heard the term slut shaming before, I'll fill you in on what it means. This won't be the last time I'll be using it in the podcast. So, one definition of slut shaming is exerting power or control on a woman's sexuality. And that's what they were doing. But fuck, I see my bid day shirt on my chair next to me. And, you know, like I, I want to put on my bid day shirt. I want to show everyone that I'm in the sorority. I want to be in the sorority. So fuck it. I'm just going to take the picture down. Like even if this goes against what I believe in right now, I don't care. I can't care right now. So I put my shirt on. 
put my makeup on, you know, I gotta, I gotta represent the chapter well. And I head to class wearing my bid day shirt. And as I walk in to that big classic lecture hall, I'm marching loud and proud, representing my chapter. I normally sit with these two girls who are my friends from the dorm. But now I, I had sisters in that class, you know? And so out of obligation now, I, I have to sit with my sisters. Sorry. This is when I first really realized that I have these new allies, you know? Like just because we're wearing the same shirt with the same letters on it, just because we're in the same sorority, we now sit next to each other and share notes. And we're already making plans to study together and send each other like study guides. Before this, I would have never talk to them. I felt like if anything happened, one of their parents would be a lawyer and it would be fine. Like I felt like I had their back and I felt like they had my back. The whole day was pretty hectic. I'm being added to numerous group chats with different frats. The pledge class group me that I'm in is popping off. Before in the dining hall, I had like three or four people to sit with maybe. I had people from my dorm who I could sit with and I had my roommate and my other friend. But now I had about 20 more girls who I could sit with in the dining hall and who would encourage me to sit with them. And not only girls, but guys too. All the guys suddenly put me on this pedestal because I was in a top sorority and I was somehow better now. They would be like, oh, Lucy, Lucy, sit with us, sit here. Like, oh, we heard you're in blah, blah, blah the name of the sorority. This shit was getting to me. Like, I, I told my, my mom, like, Mom, I got into the prettiest sorority. You know, it was getting to my head. In efforts to try and get to know each other, my pledge class decided that we should all get ready together for the first social. This was the first time that I showed up to the sorority house as being part of the sorority, or I guess not part of the sorority, but I was a baby. They called us the babies. Because they weren't allowed to call us pledges, but we were still pledges. And this house, we called it the Pink Palace. Everything was pink. It was a sorority girl's dream. It was out of a movie. It's what you would imagine. Pink floors, pink chairs, pink walls, pink, pink, pink. Walking into the house was really, really intimidating because I didn't know anyone. I wanted to make a good impression and like, I felt like the girls in my pledge class were my equals, but the older girls, I felt like I couldn't approach them. I felt like they had to approach me. We're getting ready for the social 80s themed. Scrunchies were brought out of the closet. This was our first night in the town as hot, top tier sorority girls and we had to fucking represent and show the older girls that they picked the right ones and show the guys how hot the new pledge class is. One of the older girls already told me the guys are so excited to meet you guys. And I was fucking hype. I was ready to meet them too. And we're all getting ready, straightening each other's hair. And then comes the first of photo shoots. And I'm a fucking sucker for photo shoots if you know me. I love a good photo shoot. At this point that I really realize that I can now take a picture and post it without being weird with any of these girls. Like it doesn't matter if I, I don't even know her name. Literally, I think I posted a picture with a girl. I, I didn't know her name, but it was fine. I, no one questioned it because we were in the same sorority and we were sisters. It didn't fucking matter. I was posting pictures with these girls like they were my cousin. Probably had like an hour long photo shoot and that's time for the social. It's our first social. It's a big deal. The top frat, of course, because, you know, top sororities party with top frats. Duh. Frat basements. The ceilings are low. It's dark. It's sweaty. It's humid. It's loud. It's overstimulating, but I didn't care. They 
they were giving me free champagne. We each got a bottle for being the new babies. And I don't know, so they can make a good impression on us. And before this, we actually got lectured by our pledge moms saying like, you know, it's your first social, but you guys can't drink that much. You can't get too drunk. What did we do? Of course we got too drunk, classic. But other than that, I was meeting girls that I really liked. I met the girls that smoked weed. I found out that there was a smoking weed group chat. I was hype. I, I gained many friend crushes that night. And going back to my dorm, I raved about how much I love my pledge class and how much I love my sorority and blah, 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 blah. The next day, of course, we got lectured for being too drunk. And turns out a lot of the sororities did this. Whenever we would go to our new member meetings, which are the meetings that teach you the norms and rules of sorority world. This is also where we handed in all our forms, all our contracts, housing contracts, social media contracts, the bylaws. The blood national standards. I don't fucking know. Just all those contracts that I probably just skimmed if I even read them. Anyway, all the other sorority girls at different chapters would be going to their new member meetings as well. And on the bus, a bunch of girls were telling us how in their sorority, their pledge moms called them whores and sluts because they drank too much at their first social. For us, it wasn't this intense. They just sort of lectured us about how it's unacceptable and disrespectful. Blah, 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 blah. So the next time we had another social, my pledge class decided that we wanted to have a pregame for it, get to know each other more, some sisterhood bonding. And before this little pregame, we see a Facebook notification that one of our pledge moms wrote on our pledge class group page, literally like a page to hold space for the pledge moms to tell us what to do. And we saw a post saying, having multiple older girls text me saying they overheard that you guys are having a pre-pregame is honestly so so upsetting, disheartening, and disrespectful, not to mention embarrassing for us. We just finished talking to you guys not even 24 hours ago, how a lot of you guys couldn't handle yourselves on Tuesday, but since it was your first night, that was your one warning. To hear you guys turn around and plan this anyway is a slap in the face and tells us you don't give a shit about what we'd spend hours talking about. I'm shutting down any idea of this pregame, and if I hear it happens, you will start to lose social privileges. I'm really upset by this, guys. I just don't understand. I kid you not, these are the type of messages that my pledge class would start to receive on a daily basis. On the Facebook page, at the new member meetings, there was constantly drama about anything. A huge source of drama was when we wouldn't know older girls' names, when we wouldn't wave to them on campus, if we went to a bar instead of going to the social, if we didn't go to the socials because it was a lower tier frat. If the younger girls had some of the drinks from the older girl bar tab at formal. If someone wore a bikini top to the beach themed social. Because of this, we got a message that said, Hi ladies, I just wanted to quickly touch upon outfits for socials. I know themes are super fun and everyone loves dressing up for them. However, we need to be a little more conscious of what we are wearing when we go out. It's very important that what we wear to socials is appropriate. Other chapters slash potential new members often know what our themes are for the night. So when they see you out at post games, your outfit is a direct representation of our chapter and its image. So please just keep this in mind when you're picking your outfits from here on out. No matter what we did, there was some type of issue. And naturally this led to girls being singled out. And what was drilled into our heads over and over again was you're not just representing yourself 
you're representing the entire chapter. And the main thing that they would do to ensure this was through snapping us. And what is this, you're asking? Well, in a lot of sororities, all the ones that I've heard of at least, they have a special code word that they can comment on any picture that you post on social media if it goes against what they stand for. This was mainly posting a picture with alcohol, posting a picture with alcohol wearing your letters, posting a picture in a frat basement with their letters in the background. And from the beginning of this episode, you can conclude that it's also pictures where your body is showing. Another example that one of our pledge moms gave was that she once got snapped for posting a picture kissing another girl. So basically they could just snap you for whatever the fuck they wanted as long as they didn't approve of it. They said to us, if any of the older girls snaps you, you don't question it, you take it down immediately. And I get them not wanting us to post pictures with alcohol or with our letters, you know, I, I see how it's still an organization. But I didn't like the idea that they could just basically snap us for whatever they wanted. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this is fucking weird. And deep down, like, I feel like this is going to happen to me because I just, I hate rules that don't make sense. But I'm just like, okay, because my social life is thriving and I'm sitting on the top of roofs day drinking with hot frat guys that all know my name. Like literally when we would go into the frat parties, they would be like, hey, Lucy. I've never talked to them before in my life. Like I think that they were actually trained by their frat to learn my name. This focus on reputation led to a lot of pressure to be the perfect sorority girl. A perfect sorority girl goes to all the parties, charity events. She already has a date for dated and away weekend. She looks hot, but not slutty. She has good grades. She wakes up in the morning, makes her bed, and goes to the gym. I have never been the type of person who called myself fat, but all the girls around me, literally models, so thin. No one in the sorority was overweight in the slightest, but everyone was now asking themselves, do I look fat? And then I started to do it as well. Now when we would go to socials, there'd be some, there'd be kind of like competition of who is going to hook up with who. And if an older girl has hooked up with a guy, then we definitely can't. And as you can imagine, this led to a lot of drama and a lot of pressure on yourself to be hooking up and to be hooking up with top frat guys. So that when dated or formal would come around, we would have a guy that we could bring. Like the, our first dated, I, I got set up and I was embarrassed because all my friends had dates, but I just wasn't hooking up with anyone at the time. At Sisterhood pregames, where the whole chapter would get together and pregame before the social and play fun little games like which is your favorite frat and we would sing chants before going out and the chants would be about how hot we are and how we suck cock that was one of the lines from the chant that we suck cock um and at the time i loved it i was the loudest one in the room singing these chants I thought it was totally liberating and I didn't think for a second that it's heteronormative and if someone wasn't attracted to sucking dick or men in general, I could imagine that that wouldn't feel like an inclusive space. Brat guys had a reputation to maintain as well. They had so much pressure to throw a good party and make sure that we had fun and had sex with them so that we could then tell our friends about how cool of a frat they are. Sororities are prohibited from serving alcohol at rush events and parties, but frats are allowed. So this gave us fraternities full reign over the alcohol distribution throughout Greek life. 
you can't drink on campus due to strict rules and you can't go to a bar unless you have a fake ID. So as a woman in college who wants to party, it's inevitable that at some point you'll end up at a frat party. And to make sure that we have fun at these frat parties and hook up with them, they're pushing alcohol down our throats. There were so many times that I was at a frat and they were pushing a wine bag down my throat. And if I would say no, they'd be like, why? Like, don't you want to have a good time? This, of course, also led to mono that year because I was drinking from so many bottles and wine bags. And in the same way that they were under so much pressure for us to have a good time, we were under so much pressure to please them and show them we were having a good time. I just remember walking into the frat parties and I would hear people say things like, let's show them how hot and fun we are. We have to really social with them. We can't talk to each other. Like we were there for them. And there'd be announcements on the chapter's Facebook page being like don't leave the frat party at like before 12 it's so rude to these guys who put so much effort into this party like it was basically a rule that we had to be there till 12 because that's when the post games would start and the frats would open up to other people like not just people in that sorority so you were kind of forced to party with guys even if you didn't like them till 12. They gave us alcohol and provided us a space to party in, and as a good guest, we couldn't let them down and not sleep with them. I wouldn't always have sex after socials, but if I went home with a guy, it would be an expectation that we would have sex. Like, if I didn't want to have sex with him, I would 100% warn him before going home, being like, I I don't want to have sex. And then most of the time, he would still try. There was this one frat guy in specific that I loved. I loved stumbling home after the social in my costume, whatever it was that night, and having sex with him. He was an older frat guy. So there was definitely a power dynamic. And during these hookups in general, I wasn't only representing myself now, I was representing the sorority. One night while we were having sex, the guy pulled out his phone and started taking pictures of us having sex. And I I realized, like, I turned around and I was like, delete that. What? I I was in shock. Like, I, I kind of froze up. And he was like, stop being so immature like relax and as a as a wide-eyed panicked freshman I just kind of shut down and was like like I'm not being immature but okay I wish I would have said who the fuck do you think you are and grabbed his phone and deleted it but in the bubble that I was currently living in that was normal after that I was so so paranoid actually because at one of our new member meetings they told us Don't send nudes to a frat guy. Don't let a frat guy take nudes of you because it will be sent in a frat group chat. And I was just so worried that somehow I was, those nudes were going to end up in a frat group chat and it was going to get back to me and I was going to get in trouble with the sorority for making the sorority look slutty or something. I hate that word, but you know what I mean. I could sit here and tell you guys so many other incidents where I was disrespected as a woman in, in freshman year of college, but that would that's a whole other podcast. But what you have to know for this series is that it was common for me and for women around me to feel unsure if what just happened was okay or not after a hookup. But I didn't yet make the connection that I was surrounded by rape culture. I mean, I was in a drunk, binge-drinking bubble, and no one else was questioning it, so why should I? And while there were a lot of negative experiences, there were also positive experiences. You know, I am still making these friends that I genuinely love. 
girls that I admire. There were numerous sisterhood events that I really enjoyed. One specifically with my pledge class where we talked about trauma that we've gone through in the past and I felt like that really united us. At this time, I was getting that sisterhood feeling that I initially had signed up for and that part feels really good. Through this also though, I was no longer really hanging out with my other friends, my friends that weren't in the same sorority as me. Um, I think that this had the most effect on my relationship with my roommate. But I didn't even realize that till the last few weeks of school. This is when away weekend was, where frat guy asks you to go to, to his away weekend with him as his date. And frat rents a house and as a date, you, you bring the alcohol and arguably you bring the pussy. That was oftentimes expected to bring the vagine along. For a while, I was stressed because I wasn't invited to an away weekend yet. And two of my best friends in the sorority were invited to the same top tier frats away weekend. Also, not to mention the frat that my sorority always hangs out with. And that's, of course, also the away weekend that I want to go to because I don't want to be left out. But I wasn't hooking up with a guy in that frat at the time, so I wasn't invited yet. My roommate wanted me to go with her to an away weekend to this middle tier frat. And since I don't have a date to the top frat one, I gave her like a wishy-washy maybe answer. And then boom, I get invited to the top friend's date event and I get set up with a guy and we hook up and he asks me to be his date for away weekend. Perfect. Hell yeah, it's all good now. Except it isn't. I'm in the library with my sorority sisters and my roommate and I are having passive aggressive text convo. I don't remember exactly what we were saying, but it was about away weekend and it wasn't a thing for us to get into passive aggressive text convos. Like we got along well. My sorority friend insists it's because she's jealous. And I, I don't know, is she like what, why? Why is she so upset that I'm going to this away weekend and not the one with her? I go back to my dorm and I walk into my dorm room and my roommate is on the bed crying and she hands me a letter. The letter talks about how she feels that we've grown apart, we don't really hang out anymore, and she feels excluded and lame when my sorority friends come around. We were going to different post games, different away weekends, and it was because we were in different tiers. And I wasn't really making an effort to go to the same post games or away weekends in fear of missing out and then being excluded myself. And I reassure her about how much I love her and how I genuinely didn't know that she felt that way and how I'm going to do everything to make sure she feels differently from now on. And I feel like in a way I chose to be oblivious to it. Because what, what was I going to do? Stop going to top tier post games and away weekends? No, my whole sorority is there. So reassure her and hug and help her cry it out is all I do. In terms of my social life and my mindset, I'm off to away weekend. And in terms of next semester, I'm about to go live in the sorority house. Like if I refused to live in the house, I would have had to pay $1,500 of a fine. And all the older girls make it seem like... Living in the sorority house, you get so close to your sisters, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get so close to my sisters at away weekend and at the sorority house next semester. What I didn't know was that in just a few months, that sorority bubble I was living in would be popped by my sisters themselves. Snap. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For all the updates and to be part of the conversation, you can follow Snapped on Instagram and TikTok at Snapped the Podcast. Snapped is an independent podcast with no network support. So in order to get the word out, I need you and your sisters to spread this shit. Please, please, please share Snapped with your friends and family. Take someone's phone and subscribe to Snapped on their phone and be subscribed to Snapped on your phone, first of all. And rate and review because it helps Snapped in the podcast directories. And we got to make those charts, honey. Top tier, am I right? (laughs) I'll see you next episode.